All right. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the Dynamic Duo. It's your boy Dwight at 5172214. Joined again, as I am, on a beautiful Friday afternoon with the brains of the operation, the young prodigy, young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. How are you feeling on this glorious Friday afternoon? It's hot as hell, but it's still glorious. Yeah, it's hot as hell, but I'm feeling great. It's, you know, been a great Friday for me. I took a day off today, so I've just been relaxing. It's been a very long week for me. So, yeah, I'm just enjoying the weekend, getting ready for the weekend. Man, it must be nice. I've been over here grinding, but had a productive day so i cannot complain gotta pay the bills gotta pay the bills so y'all we gonna gonna keep it tall with you ain't nothing really happened so i have a couple thoughts um i guess long term about like i guess roster construction and what i think the vision of the coaching staff is for this team and I wanted to bounce those ideas off of SJ. We haven't argued about them in the DMs like we normally do. So we're going to get these thoughts out fresh. Um, SJ, uh, our assistant coach was on Locked On Mavs, show you've done yourself. And, um, you know, there's kind of been almost like a, a PR campaign whenever the question gets asked by a member of the media to uh, a Dallas Maverick coach or Mark Cuban, how are you going to replace Jalen Brunson? And, you know, he repeated the company tagline with, well, we're getting Tim Hardaway Jr. back. He's kind of like a free agent. It upsets fans, but it is what it is. But what, what was insightful to me was when he talked about, like, defensively, how the Mavs were a top 10 defense without any rim protection. And he kept comparing the Mavs to the Lakers when him and J. Kidd was there. You know, the bubble Lakers in the year they had those two, I think they were first in defense, then they were second. Uh, and he was just like, you know, that rim protection was really important. And when I heard that, that kind of like a little light bulb went above my head. And it made me realize like, yeah, bruh, I don't think that five out business that we ran last year while it worked in the playoffs. And I think, you know, they made the best of what, what they had, if that makes sense. I don't think that's the way Jason Kidd wants to play basketball long-term. And then when you break that down with, you know, roster decisions, they had a, a very firm walkaway price with Jalen. And then, you know, me and you didn't like calling JaVale McGee right away, but they called him right away. So I think, SJ, tell me if I'm crazy or not, but I, I, I think this is the team, and I think this is how they want to play. Okay, so, I mean, I'm not mad at that because in the sense that I understand, like, before you get people, like, I feel like, you know, some of the trades that, you know, fans throw out on a daily is random-ass trades, like trades that are, like, you know, not realistic, not in the sense that, you know value is off but just it's so random it doesn't make sense so i understand if you have a vision before you want to you know do any of that but with that being said 
I I think a lot went into why they had a defense without you know a great defense without rim protection. Um, and now you're changing the formula. So I get in theory what they're trying to do, but at the same time we have to see how it plays out too. And my thing with just I mean Javale is definitely a better drop big than Dwight, but drop and Luca I just don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. And with the five out, um, I mean, we don't always have to play five out. I would agree that that's not like we don't we like I would agree if you want to mix it up a little bit, but you can't go away from it completely. And I know guys like, um, you know, Maxie's the key to that and he's on the older side. So, you know, you get wood and you're hoping that I mean, the plan is for him to stick around or at the very least get put in a trade for a better asset. But wood is seemingly here so he's gonna contribute to still playing that style of basketball so i don't think it's gonna be completely phased out but um we i i would like to see versatility yes but we always say this in theory and they go out and play the same way you know pretty much like when we turned our season around we started playing differently especially after um the double big stuff they try to stop that remember kid kid always tries to you know, push his philosophies. He did it last year again with the double big, but if it doesn't work, I've seen him be willing to go back to what does work. So all I'll say is we'll just see how everything plays out in the season. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you there. I think they're going to. It's weird because I'm conflicted because I am the. Uh, a member of the church of rim protection to be a real team as well right oh yeah no i agree no you need rim protection definitely like yeah. i that's why i'm not mad at it but like it's just the sense of like you know what i mean like just the yeah, no 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 roster. no no i totally see what you're saying and i think some people like i've seen a lot on the timeline Honestly, people have been in my mentions like arguing with me about it. I don't think Wood is ever going to be out there for a long period of time by himself. Like, I, I think he's going to have Maxi or JaVale next to him pretty much at all times. And I think it's going to be Maxi more often than not, as long as everybody's healthy. Now, I do think, like, against a jump shooting team, a team that doesn't have athletes or post players just or just bad teams that can't get to the rim. I do think you can go Wood as the lone big and you could be I. Like, I think offensively, that would be so potent that even if it's mediocre to bad defensively, against bad teams, that should not go matter. You're just going to run them off the court. But I think in the playoffs, you know, this is very, hell, who knows if Wood is here in the playoffs, but I think when we play good teams or real teams, yeah, bro, I think Wood is going to be next to Maxi or JaVale. And obviously, it's probably going to be Maxi. Maybe even a little bit of Dwight in there. Um, but I just don't think he's going to be the lone big. What do you think? So that's like a hot point of discussion. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I agree that I think he will be next to Maxi a lot. I think it just honestly depends on how he looks defensively. Like, if he looks somewhat competent as the only one out there, then I could see a world where 
he's out there more than he is with JaVale. But I do think, yeah, he'll play a lot of his minutes with Maxi. Um, I mean, that could be fun because in those lineups, Maxi's playing the four. Yeah. Um, so he could still, you know, he could still do five duties. You know, he could roll to the rim. You know, not much of a, you know, rim protector, but Maxi, you know, could be a weak side rim protector. You just need him to just hold somebody for once (laughs) you know like it just depends like i that tandem could be interesting if he looks okay on defense um so i could see a world where they're playing a lot of minutes together and um i do see him playing some with javel of course but if he looks okay on defense then i could see a world where he does play a lot of minutes alone it just depends um it depends on how tim looks too because um I mean, he, I just, the thing is, I don't want to talk too much about these lineups and stuff because, like, like they could be done, but they also could not be done. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, you just said Dwight. You just said, like, he might play minutes with Dwight. I'm, like, I'm not so sure Dwight's going to be on the roster come, um, you know, start of the season. Yeah, come opening day. And I wanted to keep him. Like initially before the off season started, I wanted to keep him um, because he was good, um, you know, expiring contract at the trade deadline, and he was still good depth, especially since we traded for Wood. Um, he'd come off the bench, I thought. So I was like, okay, keep Dwight. But now that you got Javale and you're talking about bringing Christian Wood off the bench, Dwight, that's like, like you said, if they're looking at Wood as a four, but still, that's a lot of um, there's a lot of center minutes. For no reason, that's a lot of money into centers for no reason. So I would expect them to maybe try to move him before the season starts. Um, that's the trade that everyone's looking at. Everyone loves him for Pat Bev. We'll see. Yeah. Um, if that's something everyone's trying to um manifest. look out for that. Yeah, manifest that. But I mean, we'll just have to see. Like I, that's why I don't want to. I mean, I'll talk about it, but I don't want to go too into detail about these um rosters because i just if they go into the season with this roster as is that's kind of crazy <laughs> like low-key, that's why i keep holding out hope that they're gonna like not even to say we're gonna be bad but you know what like this roster yeah. is so like it's weird but i've talked myself weird. into it man i can't because here's the thing this we've seen this like you've already showed this to me like a couple seasons ago like yes we were okay which is why i'm not like worried about like the regular season and stuff we've seen we've seen two ball handlers (laughs) when it was just luke and brunson that was just luke and dinwiddie and just same people we've seen tim sprinkled in there um before it was porzingis as the big now you replace him with wood yeah you could talk about fit all that but still same caliber of kind of player um and then you see um we've just seen who did we just get javel i mean he's a marginal upgrade to dwight i feel in the you know regular season so there's that like we've seen this already so that's why i'm kind of like um everyone's trying to say oh we're gonna be this like i've seen this already that's why i'm not that excited we'll be fine in the regular season but in playoffs we'll kind of get washed like you know luca's gonna give us a chance but we're gonna get washed and i can't that's why i'm trying my best to hold out hope i can't be too excited about that i'm so sorry (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah. that's just uh, how uh, i see it right now with this current roster 
I'm right there with you. I just, I, I look at our assets and the best you can get, like, we don't got nothing. And, you know, stuff could change. Mm-hmm. You never know what could happen. But even, like, you know, the Donovan Mitchell KD trade, even if we go and jump in there, like, I think we, like I said, we turn into white and a bad bad. I think that's, like, the extent to how sweet things are going to be. And that's just, that's what I want. That's the thing. I realize that we're kind of stuck based on the assets we have. But at the same time, you can do better than this. That's just my thing. Like, like, like and I know, you know what I mean? Like, I just think. No, you, you like, look, it. look, I know stuff is tight, but come on, bro. Yeah. yeah, like there's some effort, like there's more effort to be made is my point. Yeah. And I think they can make that without, you know, sacrificing like no first round picks need to be traded. You know, right, nothing right, right, like right. that. Like you can just do so like a little second or two, you know, like that's that's nothing. Go ahead. No, no, and I was gonna say, I mean, we laugh about this a lot. But Dwight Powell on a bad team is legitimately good for the locker room. Dead ass. Like that would actually work. You know what I'm saying? You you need to have a vet amongst the tanking team to keep everybody on the same board. I think he'd be better at that than Pat Babb. So we're going to manifest that, SJ. We're going to make that happen. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying, like, I think there's things, and not even just that trade. Like, there's just things they can maybe do. And, like, there's things they're, um, I just think they don't have to sacrifice um, the future to get better right now. But the thing, no, 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 because hold on. There's this, everyone's thinking to next year when um after this next pick like or the next have our pick after that conveys is like oh we have you know the stash the pick so if everyone's looking to that date and i'm sure they see that date too so they're like looking at it. it's part of the reason why they probably had that firm walk away number for day when they're looking ahead to that so i understand but you can't be hesitant and waiting on on something to materialize like i just think they need to act yeah, I agree with you, and I don't, I don't know how to explain this. I don't want them to sacrifice anything for the future, unless it's a star that's under contract that's not that's closer to Luca's age than my age. Um, I don't want, you know, I could probably be talking to Kyrie because I do think Kyrie is going to play well next year i don't know what the hell he's gonna do after that i can see Kyrie retiring but i think Kyrie is going to play 60 65 games be Kyrie, be play well and ball in the playoffs i think that's gonna happen but outside of that yeah bro i don't i don't and even with that it would be like i don't know spencer and dwight in one first heavily protected first round pick for Kyrie. Like I could talk myself into that. I probably don't, that's probably not a good move to make, but I talk myself into it, right? All the other stuff that I've seen on the timeline, especially that, uh, like Colin Sexton stuff, like, bruh, that's cooked already. Like, unless he takes the qualifying offer and just wants to come here, I, I, I think that's cooked. I don't, 
I don't know. Um, maybe some weird trade comes along that we can't foresee, but I just don't see anybody wanting anything that we got outside of Dwight's expiring contract. And Dwight is like a good locker room guy. Um, and I think we just need to, I think we should accept it. That's the point I've moved to in the offseason where I think these dudes going to be what they are. I think this is our team. Um, and I've just kind of accepted it. But with that being said, I do, I know you don't want to get too deep dive into the roster because it could change, right? We never know. Nico could pull somebody who's behind. But I do have this theory. And you have, you brought it up when you were on Locked on Mavs last week. We touched on a little bit last week. But man, I've been re-watching games. You know, we ain't got basketball. My kids have been going at my, at my mom's house. They've been at grandma's house. So I had a little free time at night. So I've been re-watching games. And uh, especially like, you know, the playoffs and our last little run. Because I'm trying to be like, okay, if Spencer gets a bigger role, you know, while the games were happening, we were emotional. I wasn't watching it with it like a critical eye. It was just happening. I was just happy. Just experiencing it as a, as a fan. But now I'm going back and like, how was he getting busy? And man, I'm not going to hold you. You you said it. And I think it's going to come true, bro. I think, I think everyone's going to be back loving Tim Hardaway Jr. And I think the fan base is going to be out on Spencer. Like, I set the over-under at Christmas. But I don't know if it's even going to last that long. And the reason why I feel that way is... Now, Spencer made a lot of hard threes, like a lot of his buckets, especially once we got into the playoffs, like that shit was a lot of unsustainable, unsustainably hot three-point shooting. And I get like the catch and shoot aspect of it because he's never, well, I guess you could say Kyrie, but Kyrie's not Lucas for a shot creation or Kevin Durant even for that matter. So some of the catch and shoot numbers, I, I'll believe that's sustainable because, you know, he was he was shooting some wide open shots. Spencer has a good form. But like in the playoffs, um, even when he first got here, dog Spencer was making a lot of baby Tim Hardaway Jr. threes, man. And I don't think them shits is going to hold up over next year. I just don't. And I that's kind of been the story of his career. Um you know, I like mentioned before, I'm, I've liked Spencer for a while, and I like him as that kind of sixth starter, uh, part of a three-headed monster of shot creators, but I don't like him as a secondary, and especially on a team where there's just two, even if one of them is Luka. And I really, really, upon further review, man, yeah, bro, I don't, I don't, I won't even be shocked if, Spencer gets benched and it's just like the backup. He runs the bitch unit like sooner rather than later. Um, if you remember, you know, first, I, I think they're still going to do the first quarter is Luca ball. Even when Spencer played with Luca in the first, first quarter, he was, just, he was primarily a spectator. He usually got busy when he got in the game in the second quarter with, uh, with Jalen and Luca set the bench. So that would make sense. And I also just, I'm worried about Spencer being able to keep hitting threes because that that was where a lot of his production, I mean, literally more than half his points in the playoffs came from three-point line. 
And I just don't think that's sustainable. What do you think? It is not, which is why I predict that people will hate him. You know, like you said, people are going to be tired of him. You know how fans get. And, you know, when I say hate, don't take it that, you know, deep. It's like, you know, sports hate. Yeah. But, um, like, he's going to be frustrating to people because he's going to be streaky. Just That's just how he is. Like, yeah. look at his career shooting splits. Like, you know, what he did post-All-Star break was an outlier and even in the playoffs like he was okay but there were very rough games in there and he had other ball handlers to bail him out you know multiple now it's just really luca you know i mean tim's coming back yeah tim can fill it up but tim doesn't provide the same kind of thing that spencer provides um they're different their games are a bit different especially what you need them for in the offense and that's why people are confused because after the trade deadline, you know, the talking point, not just amongst, you know, fans or within the team, you know, in post, you know, game interviews or whatever, but even in the media, the talk was, oh, Mavs have, you know, multiple playmakers now where they can do this and that. And now you're, you know, you lost one. You're like, okay, whatever. And you're trying to tell us that <laughs> going backwards is fine like i just find it a bit unbelievable you know like unbelievable like i can like i was there you know i've seen and i get get it spencer is different from like brunson but like and people are speaking to points but how how much do you think spencer is better than brunson in this especially in our offense you know i'm the wrong i we gonna get to it in a minute, but I'm the wrong person to ask about that. You know, I think Jalen is way better than Spencer. Eh, I ain't gonna say way better, but he better now, especially okay. in this off, especially in what they're asked to do. Okay, Jaylen. I agree. He was way more consistent to yeah. Jalen. Yeah. Like and, I, yeah, I, I wanted something just to like with some numbers because I watched and then I'm like, damn, he was ass. How ass was he, fam? If you take away that 30-point quarter he had in Game 7 against Phoenix, he was worse than Jalen was against the Clippers. And I know that's not fair because you can't take away one game, you know what I'm saying, in in a small sample size. But I don't think the fan base really, like he averaged eight points a game. He had, before he, uh, what, Game 5 where we got popped, he had like four points like Spencer was god awful for like a very long stretch in the playoffs and I feel like people are just like I mean I know well Jalen wasn't no it's it's levels of awful Jalen's bad games in the playoffs was like 10 or 13 Spencer's was two or four and Jalen would just stop being aggressive and just not shoot and still be somewhat efficient Spencer had got awful efficiency and like he and he was turning the ball over. And it's just like I, I just man, when I will go back and I see like up until even if you just take the first 12 games, we only play what I think 18 playoff games. If you take those first 12 games, he was objectively bad. Like he was a bad player. It was like he's folding. It's just he had other players. He had Luca. He had Jalen to kind of bail him out, so he didn't catch the the eye of 
whatever that eye is in Lord of the Rings that you know I, I look at that eye as the the fan's eye when when it when it turns on you when the fans get angry you typically you know it, it's not a good thing and dude, he was just so bad and I think because we kept winning because we had Luca and Jalen to bail him out with those dudes not there man it's gonna get ugly bro and I just don't think fans realize how bad he was for like frankly most of the playoffs most of the, like he was bad more often than he was good if that makes sense yeah that makes sense to me i i just think um yeah he's gonna be streaking we'll just have to see i just don't our chances are dependent a lot on like luck and if everything breaks right. And that's how I feel like majority of teams, that's how we, you know, we think about the off season. And obviously when you get into season, you see all the different factors that lead you to, you know, if you're one of the teams that have a disappointing season, you see all the factors that lead you to have that kind of season. And I feel like, and while I do believe we will be fine, if things don't really break right, I could see a world where, and I understand the last couple seasons haven't been smooth either. We've started off bad, but this, you know, we've always turned around. This time, there's, you know, there's no guarantee that we can just turn it around. We might start off bad and stay kind of bad. <laughs> you know, we might, or even if we get better, it might just be, you know, kind of marginally better and we're like a playing team. Like I could see that even though I don't think that's where we're headed. I can see a world where that's where we are. Not, not the bottom echelon playing team. I mean like seven, eight, I could see us being, you know, seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you. Um, I don't want to be a, uh, I don't want to be like a, a worry ward or like kind of down on the team because I, I think we're the fifth or sixth seed. But yeah, there's a path, like you just said, there, that, that path is real. And my concern is injury. And even with mm-hmm, Luka, that's my main one too injury. Even with Luca, like even when Luca has had seasons where he's played like a, you know, most of the games there's always that stretch where he just don't play good, like in season, right? Um, I want to say the bubble season, like right before the season got can't, well, postponed, Luka kind of was looking like ass. Do you agree? He was injured. I remember he had all them injuries. He yeah, had that thumb ankle, injury. Ankle or something. Ankle. He was coming out, yeah, because he had two injury, ankle injuries. And then he had the thumb, because remember he was, he had like the brace on his hand. Like he had a bunch of nagging injuries, so um, he was a bit, you know, injured, and he wasn't that good. Yeah, he wasn't that good um, right before the season ended. Yeah, and then you go back like every season. I feel like there's been that stretch where you know his stats still look good, but if you watch him every night like we do, like damn, he ain't got it. Something's up. And I just think if that stretch happens and Spencer just goes back to me and Spencer. Because Spencer's going to have some highs. I, like I said last week, I think it might even be the start of the season where there's going to be a whole bunch of Jalen who, like, there's going to be a stretch where Spencer is making those hard shots and Luke is Luca and Christian Wood is 
you know, picking and popping and picking and rolling. And the shit's going to look sweet. I think there's going to, like, the stretch, there's going to be stretches of basketball where we look good. But boy, when them stretches look bad, they're going to look really bad. And yeah, I'm a little nervous, man. I've kind of accepted it. I don't think we'll be some dumpster fire, but I think, uh, I just think this, this team has a hard ceiling. I think, you know, I've kind of accepted it, but it's still like kind of hard for me to process it. Like this is, I keep saying on the timeline, on the pod, there had to be a good backup plan. And I think we're seeing it. And I ain't gonna lie, I don't like it, but it, I do think this is their plan. I think this is the way they want to play. I really do, SJ. Well, all we have to do is wait and see how it turns out. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. At the end of the day, we've been arguing with each other because there's nothing else to do. So people getting testy. Shit, the game's going to be played. We'll, like, we're arguing about something that there's going to be a yes or no answer to. If they are the seventh seed in a playing team, then it is. If they're – some people think the team got better, hell, if they get better and win – some games, then we'll see. Um, moving on from that, gotta ask: Did you watch our former point guard from Villanova? Did you watch his interview or listen to it with JJ Redick? You ain't had nothing to do, so. Oh boy, I was hoping you didn't ask. No, I did not watch. I um, I've seen it, seen it. I've seen a clip. But that's about it. I don't want to watch it, <laughs> honestly. Like, it is what it is. I feel like the consensus that we all can make is that um, he at the, there was a lot of contributing factors as to why you know he left. And you know it is what it is. Um, you know more more power to him. And you know that's just what it is. So no, I'm gonna leave it be. <laughs> um, and that's it, that. it, it, it honestly he ain't it was actually boring as hell um, yeah I didn't think it's just that I just don't want to watch you know yeah it was boring as hell and I'm gonna keep it tall with you actually I'm gonna go ahead we, I'm not gonna talk about this cat on the pod but I will say after watching it um I'm not I'm not I don't have any ill will um I'm not angry with Buddy. I'm not like, oh, I'm rooting for his downfall. Uh, I like Jalen, man. Jalen was my favorite player, him and Dorian on the team last year. And I'm not bitter like I thought I would be after watching it. It actually made me feel better, if you will. And uh, yeah, it, it, it really, really, really did. It made me feel a lot better and I don't know. I'm just not pressed about it. I wish good luck to him and his new team, and we'll see how that works out. But I don't know. It, it just, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Watching that interview gave me closure, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, just for me, I this is my closure that, you know, he's gone. Yeah, I'm not even that anymore. I was like, you know, thinking about it, like, you know, last weekend, if I was tired about it. But at the end of the day, um, it's not that, you know, it is what it is. Um, like you said, he's a, I still like him as a person or anything and all that. It's not, 
it's not that serious to the degree where I'm saying, oh, I hate him as a person. All that. It's like, um, that's just the clip I saw. He was saying that it's, you know, business, all that. So, you know, yeah, you know, he's going to be on his new team. That That's just what it is. I'm just focused on the Mavs. And that's where I'm just going to put my focus now. Gotcha. Cool. Well, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I think this team is going to be, is what it's going to be. Um, I'm not going to lose any sleep about it one way or another. So, um, question, did you have anything else you wanted to get off? We're going to keep it short, keep this one sweet. Um, I, I realized that was about it. we got to keep putting these pods out, even though we don't have a lot to talk about to, to keep it going. And plus, I want to highlight the homie. She was chilling today. She didn't have nothing going on. So I figured we go ahead and chop it up about the miles real quick. I, I guess I'll, uh, I don't think it was a rant, but my little, I'm going to call it film review, but season recap on the Spencer Dinwiddie experience and expanding his role, I thought. I want to talk to that shit about because I'm like, bruh, I don't think that shit going to be as sweet as it is. And I wanted, when you said the fan base was going to turn on him, I'm like, yeah, after what I watch, I think that's going to be a thing. Like, I think it's it's going to be, it's going to be harsh and low key. It kind of happened in the playoffs. Remember they was mad at him about the smoothies? What well, we all. Oh, watched. yeah. So, oh, yeah. Eat a so, damn steak. That yeah, 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 yeah. So. <laughs> It's going to be a whole like, damn, bro, you on them smoothies again? I, I just see it coming. But all in all, um, it is what it is. We'll see. We never know what can happen. But just got to get ready, prepare for it. Um, believe it or not, dude, uh, it is July 22nd. The first preseason game is in about nine, maybe, I guess, 10 weeks. So that means training camp starts in basically, what, two months? It's kind of crazy. It's kind of nuts. So, yeah. what'd you say? I said, yeah, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, first preseason game is October 6th. I think it's, it's in a foreign country, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, let me, uh, we thank y'all. This is 21 going on 77. I am joined as I, it's your boy Dwight at 517-2214 join again as i am every week with sj the young prodigy at sj basketball eight and we will holler at y'all later peace